Welcome, Abundant Babe. I have been waiting for you. And I get the feeling I know you pretty well already. Because like me, you are the visionary, the eternal optimist, the one who embraces all aspects of her divine feminine while being grounded with ambitious and driven energy. You've got big dreams and you're ready to make it all happen. Well, let me tell you, soul sister, you've come to the right place. The Abundant Babe podcast is designed for goddesses just like you. We will talk about purposeful business, personal growth, mindset, money, manifestation, success, goals, all with a splash of spirituality and a tad of silliness. I know you've got it in you and now is the time, beautiful. Trust in yourself and take action on what myself and other abundant babes share in the sacred space. And believe me, babe, your life will continue to change and expand. I'm your host, Viola Hug, multi-passionate entrepreneur, mentor, and coach. And my purpose is to help visionaries manifest everything they want through alignment, spirituality, and tangible strategy. It is so great to have you here. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the Abundant Babes Podcast. (laughs) I don't know why I just made up that jingle, but maybe that should be like a thing. (laughs) The Abundant Babes Podcast. Um, So today we are going to be talking about some juicy stuff. I have this incredible woman that we're going to be having this conversation with all about self-love and all this epicness and goodness and excitingness around this and she's someone that I really admire for how real she is and just how raw and authentic she is in her message and she's just she really is a warrior for self-love and confidence and all of these amazing things Um, and someone that I've had the pleasure of working with and now seeing her in her element she is the host of her own podcast the chronicles of a self-love activist she's a self-love coach and she is just such an incredible human being. Please welcome to the podcast, Tasha Leo. Thanks, V. Oh, I also love your little intro. Um, I think that you should always start the podcast now with your wee jingle. What's That's my jingle? great. I can't even remember when I did. I'll have to listen back. Welcome to <laughs> <laughs> So Tasha, it's so awesome to have you here. Um, so you're based over in New Zealand, which is obviously where I was living for a while, although we've never met in person, but that's okay. Hashtag the is awesome. Um, but let's hear a little bit about your background. Like let's familiarize you with everyone listening and share your story. Like what's up? What's your life story? <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so hi everyone. How's it going? Lovely to meet you. Um, I, uh, where to start? I think I started on a farm in New Zealand and I bring that up because I think it sort of shows a little bit about who uh, I am because of that very sort of, um, I, I, I take everything as I see it. I like to be quite practical and I've taken that with me through life, but um, there's some things about the way that I grew up that just didn't, that haven't always, um, I don't know. Being the best is, I guess, the easiest way to say it. I watched my mum go through a whole heap of self-doubt and really, really negative feelings towards herself, which was so hard as like a really, from a young kid to even now, um, 
she is obviously like my hero because everybody's mum is the the person that they look up to, I think. And uh, I was witnessing her do all this really amazing stuff on the farm, you know. She could drive anything. She was getting the cows and she was doing all these things that, you know, in even in the 90s wasn't exactly stereotypically acceptable for a woman woman to do. Mm-hmm. Yet, if we ever went out, she was telling herself all this horrible stuff in the mirror and mm. I'd hear her saying to dad like, oh, I can't wear this, I'm too fat. No, I'm too fat for this. So I've sort of grown up with that in mind and then once I hit my teenage years, which as we all know are <laughs> turbulent and we start noticing what everybody else looks like and we start comparing what we look like mm-hmm. compared to what – you know, everybody else plus we look at society and society's telling us that we need to be X, Y, and Z and suddenly we panic because we don't have X or Y. We've only got Z and it turns into mm. a bit of a shit show. Um, that for me was quite difficult because I wasn't stereotypically, uh, I wasn't thin. I've always been slightly on the chunky side and I'm super proud of it now, but at the time it was like, oh, oh my mm. God, I'm not size eight. What's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. And... So I think that paired with watching my mum not be satisfied with herself sort of set me up for a bit of a shit time in my early 20s. And I sort of came to maybe this time last year and I realised that a whole lot of things weren't working. My, I wasn't working in a job that I found particularly satisfying. In fact, I was doing temp work, so I wasn't even in permanent employment. Mm-hmm. I was sort of floating a bit. Um, and I luckily had a really great partner and we're both very driven. And he'd keep saying to me like, what do you want? What do you want out of life? I know that you can be passionate, but you, you're not what's happening um which makes you feel a little bit crap because you're like (laughs) I know I know that I I have this passion burning but I've got no idea where to channel it Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until I realized that I actually needed to learn to love who I am before I can sort of start aligning everything else once Mm -hmm. I realized that and I started putting things in place to action loving myself things started to click and here we are now. Mm. Um, I've figured out what I want to do. I love helping people. And so using uh, my journey in self-love has helped me to decide that I want to help everybody else with self-love because mm-hmm. I didn't realize uh, when I was so, or when I was younger, uh, I was a little bit more wrapped up in my own world and wasn't really looking at everybody else's point of view and just didn't realize that I think it's something that everyone goes through Mm -hmm. and particularly as women it's something that's just thrown at us a lot um Mm -hmm. so that's me that's why I am so in love with (laughs) self-love and I think that's like such an amazing example as well that so often the things that we struggle with end up becoming a part of our purpose you know Like the fact that you struggled with self-love and you had, um, you know, to witness your mom not loving herself and all like the heightened awareness of all that stuff happening around you. Now you can be in this position where you can speak from a place of expertise around the topic and Mm. really help people shift into that space. So when you said that you like had this realization that you needed to fall in love with yourself, like what do you think was the 
the biggest thing that allowed you to stop moving into the space? Because how does someone go from like feeling really self-conscious and um, like, you know, beating themselves mm -hmm. up about the way they are, or the way they look or whatever it is that's bothering them that day? Like, how do you get from that space to actually being like, okay, I'm going to love myself and here's how I'm going to begin doing that? Well, it's definitely not an easy shift. You don't suddenly <laughs> go, I want to love myself. Okay, done. <laughs> Um, it's, it's difficult. It was really hard. And to begin with, it was just learning to pull myself up on when I wasn't actually being nice to me. Um, because I think once you, once you are in that sort of circle of, I don't quite know, negativity around yourself, you start doing things and you start <laughs> learning behaviors that you don't even realize you're doing. True. So I think to begin with, it's literally just calling yourself up on it and trying to um, be aware of what you're saying. So when, in, you know, in the morning when you get up out of bed and eventually you'll make your way to a mirror, probably because it's just kind of how houses are designed. You'll go to the bathroom and brush your teeth or, you know, a mirror is usually going to be in your morning routine. I would wake up and catch myself. And as soon as I saw myself, I'd be like, ugh, mm. you again. <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah. Um, so it's, I think it starts with small things, waking up. And when you do see yourself in the mirror going, oh, hello, beautiful. Oh, hi, how are you? I love your eyes today. Oh, you're looking so gorgeous. Um, it feels a little bit silly. And I totally recommend actually saying it out loud rather than just thinking it. But you can think mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but saying it out loud, I think, just gives a little bit more oomph. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah, so I think starting by just acknowledging when you're hurting yourself with mm -hmm. these negative thoughts, then starting to change it by acknowledging the things that you love about yourself. Mm -hmm. I, um, I say to women who I coach that one of the tasks that I set them is to wake up, when you wake up in the morning or when you go to bed, whenever you're at a time where you're not super busy thinking about work, life or your day or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, stop in the mirror and look at yourself, look yourself in the eye, make eye contact and list three things that you love about yourself. Mm -hmm. And they can be exactly the same thing. Do it for a week, do it for a month. Um, I think a month is better, but you know, some people don't want to commit for that long. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Do it all the time. <laughs> do just look at yourself and think about things that you used to think were negative and flip them around. So for me, one of my bad things is I used to hate my belly uh, mm -hmm. and I'd be like, God, my rolls. Ugh. And now I look in the mirror and I'm like, Oh, I love you belly. You are the reason I can digest food. And I just love that. So mm -hmm. thank you. And it's just such a, you feel so warm and it's, oh, it's just so much better for you mm -hmm. mentally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's like, it's interesting because like, firstly, what you said is like the awareness around what you're doing, which all the listeners know, I'm always going on about this. I really believe the key to success is awareness because it's mm -hmm. what allows you to shift patterns and everything. Um, but then at the same time as well, that can be a really hard thing to do. So like you said, it's not an easy journey, but even like something like looking at yourself in the mirror and saying something nice can feel really hard. So for anyone who's mm. like on a self-love journey, you'll probably know this. Anyone who really is needing to do a little bit more self-love work, you probably are resisting this. or you're probably thinking, oh, that's not going to work. I've tried it before. Or, no, I just mm. can't stand to look at myself like that. Like 
you know, like I understand that feeling because I used to feel it. And, um, it wasn't for me, it wasn't actually so much consciously about self love. Um, the story I'm about to tell it was, Mm -hmm. um, more around just being able to get through my day when I was really, really in a bad place. And, you know, um, just like emotionally in a really bad place and mentally, Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was about just being able to get through the day. Um, but when I look back, it was actually allowing myself more compassion and more self-love. It was about self-love. I just didn't realize it. But mm. what I used to do is when I was really upset and I would, because I would kind of get into hysterics and, um, and I'm sure people who've had like anxiety and stuff like that, they can um, relate with the hysterical feeling that you feel when you just like can't get yourself out of an emotional spiral and you just mm-hmm. <laughs> getting worse and worse. And Mm -hmm. I would, when I was in that space and my eyes would be all like watered up, I would like find a mirror. For some reason, I like had panic attacks a lot in the car. So I'd like look at myself in the rear view mirror and I would just like force a smile on my face because like there was no way I was going to be able to say anything to myself, but I was, I could force a smile. And at the first, it just like felt so uncomfortable. I hated looking at myself smiling. I hated the feeling of smiling. I didn't want to smile. I wanted to feel sorry for myself, but I would just mm-hmm. like sit there and force myself to smile. And eventually like I'd notice it, the, the crying or whatever, the heavy breathing would kind of like start to ease literally oh. by just looking at myself smiling in the mirror. And even though it wasn't a yeah. pretty smile, like I would never smile like that in the photo, <laughs> but um <laughs> just having a smile like that on my face, um, allowed that to ease as well. So even if you're starting off and all you're doing is smiling at yourself and then the next day you can say something to yourself and then the next day you can say something a little bit more and feel like you mean it a little bit, you know? Totally. Mm. I agree. And Oh, you go. Sorry. I just wanted to point out, I think it's really, um, it's really important to acknowledge that it is difficult and that it's not a, it's not like a, once you've solved the mystery of how to love yourself, that those things won't happen. I think it's, it's important to remember that although once you're more aware of it and you can cope with it better, it does get a lot easier, but you will still have moments where you do look in the mirror and mm-hmm. you know, you'll have bad days. We all do. And I think that it's you just remember that if that does happen, it doesn't mean you failed. It doesn't mean that you're, you're back being on the negative self chat train. It just means you're having a bad day and that's okay to accept as well. Yeah, totally. And I think that's like so important to bring up because these things actually do happen and like they, they might happen in different ways or about different things. And like, sometimes you, you think like, Oh my gosh, I thought I dealt with this. Like I thought I healed this mm-hmm. already. And then it shows its face again. Um, but that is actually part of the process and how I like to look at it is that I really do believe that like emotions and feelings and all of these things come up to be released. Like Mm -hmm. it is a known fact that an emotion can't be released by suppressing it. Like it can't fully heal if you suppress it. You Mm -hmm. have to actually allow yourself to move into a space where you feel through an emotion and you um, allow it to come up and you cry if you need to. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, um, where was I? I just lost my train of thought. So yeah, cry through an emotion. Like, yeah, cry if you need to allow those things to move through you. So when something is actually coming up, uh, it's actually coming up because it's ready to be released. But how we Mm. react in that moment is actually going to be, um, an indicator of whether or not we're truly allowing ourselves to heal and ready for the next level for ourselves, or if we're kind of needing to a little bit more work at the level that we're at. 
right? Mm. So like Mm. an example, I had a client call just the other day and she was saying like, oh, this self-love stuff has come up again and I just don't know like why it's coming up. Like I really thought I dealt with it and I'm so frustrated because, you know, it's like so horrible and I know I shouldn't be thinking these things. And I was just like, whoa, (laughs) slow down. Like you're in this spiral right now where you're really buying into this emotion coming up. But what if this emotion or these like thoughts about yourself are coming up because they're ready to be released so you can step into your next level. Mm. And then that helped shift her perspective. And then from there, she was able to see, well, you know what, actually she has made a lot of headway and how can she allow herself just to move through this and how can, you know, she love herself even deeper in this moment and show more compassion to herself in this moment And Mm. that really, you know, is allowing her to move through that with so much more ease and really allowing her to move on to like a higher level of growth for herself. Yes. And get all the juicy emotions. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So um, when it comes to um, self-love, like obviously you talked about like how what we say to ourselves is a really important thing. And I think like both in terms of how it impacts ourselves, but also the kind of the role model that we set for the people around us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about things? And I, and I know I'm like kind of like poking a little bit here because I know this is something we've talked about before, but what about like self-deprecating comments and stuff like that? Like even <laughs> if you're joking, like how, what's your perspective on that or, or how are you moving through like understanding that stuff? That's, uh, I guess, for me, that's still something that I do work on. And you, yeah, you bring it up rightly. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a really hard thing to get out of, mm-hmm. out of doing. I think once you, uh, how do I say it properly? For me, I use self-deprecating, still do use, but getting less and less, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, self-deprecating words or comments because I still have this weird fear of failure and if I can pop in a wee self-deprecating comment it means that if I do fail then it's okay because I already I already thought about that and I kind of joked about it so ha 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 jokes on you Mm -hmm. but it's it's not a good thing to do and it's Mm -hmm. something that uh, although I I do love myself and I do practice self-love quite often Mm-hmm. There's still this, I hesitate to use the word baggage, but I will because mm-hmm. I can't think of a better word. Um, there's still this sort of baggage and this habit that I have of putting myself down or being too, being a little bit scared to fail. So using uh, a joke and putting mm-hmm. myself down as a way to make, give myself an exit Mm. which is totally a, a really negative thing to do. And it's a, it's a really good thing to be able to be pulled up on. And yeah. so uh, when I have done that and you have pulled me up on it, I love it. Thank you. Because it is something that is so habitual for me now mm-hmm. that sometimes I don't even realize I'm doing it. And, mm-hmm. and it is, it's just part of the journey. And it could take, if anybody else feels they do this too, it can take a long time for you to, to continually pull yourself up or have other awesome people pull you up on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just as an aside, I think that there is nothing wrong with having loved ones or people you trust to actually say to you, Hey, you did that and mm-hmm. you should, you know, being pulled up on stuff is great. It's mm-hmm. so good for self-development. Mm. Um, lost my train of thought slightly now. <laughs> Um, like uh, I, I have, I have it's, it's just, it's, oh, really, it's a, 
You no, know? no, go for it. <laughs> I think there was like a slight delay with our audio. So we both kind of talked at the same time, but I was just going to say, like, I was going to add on to that. <laughs> like we, we do sometimes feel that like triggered feeling when we get pulled up on stuff, but it is a powerful thing to learn as well to mm-hmm. be like, you know, ask yourself, is this person coming from a space of love? Because obviously there's a difference if it's like a troll online, that's like, blah, blah, um, versus someone that, mm-hmm. um, you care that's saying it because they want to help you. Um, and, even though that can feel uncomfortable at times, it is still such a powerful thing to learn to love. And so that's like what I always say. It's like, I always have my like loving truth bombs <laughs> that, you know, might hurt a little when I say them, yeah. but it's like, it's coming from a place of like, I love you so much. I'm not going to sit in comfort and watch you suffer. I'm going to step into the uncomfortable because it's not comfortable for the person who pulls you up either. You know, like it's not comfortable for them to do that, but it's like stepping into that space and being like, I love you enough to not care about whether this is what you want to hear right now. This is what you need to hear so that you can move past this. Um, So yeah, that was just my little side note on that. But was there something else you were going to say? I love what you've just said. Um, I don't, I don't know if there was, it's gone because I got wrapped up in (laughs) loving what you were just saying. Yeah. And I think like another thing with like, you put a really awesome perspective on that as well of like using comments and stuff like that to kind of mask where you're feeling insecurity. Um, Like whether it is like the fear of Mm. failure or whatever it is, which so many people do that. And I definitely did that as well. And like another way that I do it, which I still struggle with at times as well. Like it depends on who I'm in conversation with, but it's like making a joke out of yourself as well. Like not even necessarily like it probably is to mask like um, underlying insecurities or whatever, but it's, you know, like making just jokes about Mm. yourself just to be like funny in conversation. (laughs) And when I was first like kind of being made aware of how this is possibly not that good for your soul's growth and development and like your um, underlying perspective Mm -hmm. of who you think you are I really resisted it because I was like but that's my sense of humor like that that's so funny and me and all my friends we laugh about it and it's hilarious like it's just so funny to be able to do that and so like that's another thing and I think like um in my perspective I don't know if this is because I'm still working through it myself or if this is because um this is like really just what's most supportive for me but I feel that um as long as we have like a really strong awareness around how we're using it and it's not like a normal thing like if it's a one-off joke and then you just like you know kind of can Mm -hmm. feel the love for yourself but make make a little joke now and then it's maybe not as um harmful because like the energy behind mm. it is really important as well. Like I said before, if it's really masking an insecurity and you're like, you know, making fun of it. So no one else makes mm. fun of you first about it. Um, then it's a completely mm. different feeling than being in a little bit of like, you know, just a humorous moment. <laughs> I, I think as well on that, um, I don't know if this is just a stereotypically Kiwi thing or not, but a lot of the humor, especially in my family, that seems to happen is that, um, if you do or say something that was a little bit silly, mm-hmm. uh, you'll get pulled up on it and then you'll get teased about it for a long time. And <laughs> I think that is perfectly healthy. And it's usually your ego then that if you, you know, if you're not responding quite well to that sort of, it's not a criticism. It's just a, yeah, you know, it's, it's a loving way of, uh, pulling you up on being, saying something, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just that you haven't thought about properly. Yeah. Um, 
I used to get really upset because my dad would tease me about if I, I'm so great at saying some things that are just traditionally so like just silly. Yeah. Um, classic example is the other day we live in a small port town mm-hmm. and I could see uh, more. I hope I can explain this well. I could see more of the ferries than we normally can. So you can, they've got like a blue line where their hull is, and I could see a lot more of that than normal. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, oh, that must mean the tide's out because I can see more of the ferry. <laughs> and my partner is a skipper, and my dad has been around the water forever. And they both just looked at me and were like, Tash, it just means that it hasn't got as big a load on it. And like, <laughs> oh my God, you know, but you say things like that. And <laughs> in our family, that that happened about three months ago and I'm still getting teased about it. Yep. And oh, it's yeah. it's good to be comfortable yep. taking that because it's not from a, it's not a negative thing. I don't yep. think it's not from a place of like, oh, you're so dumb. You did the stupid thing. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's totally that, that sort of, joking is so more focused on when you get hurt by that it's your ego that's going oh no yeah (laughs) I I didn't say that I am smart you know yeah definitely I so so agree with that because yeah I don't know where like where this kind of humor originates but my family's definitely got this as well like we all have things on each other that are just like the funniest thing and even like words now we say completely wrong because like you know someone once said it wrong it was so funny like now the whole yeah. family just says them like that because it's hilarious <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and so there there is like a, a fine line between that as well because you're right like sometimes is it your ego that's triggering you or is it like really that you're um using humor or whatever in as a way to like um to mask fear or self-doubt or something like that that you're having so becoming familiar with that and if you don't know where where that line is for you maybe journal around these things as well and kind of think about like the main emotions or the main Mm. feelings that come up and if they feel really light and really joyful then it's probably not a bad thing and if it's but if they're like you know you start Mm. feeling a lot of shame or a lot of kind of like like you know tightness or whatever then then maybe that's something to to be more mindful of how you interact with those sorts of comments or yeah things like that mm. that would be my definitely tip. <laughs> I love that. Mm. and so one of the things that I hear a lot as well I mean I think like what's so beautiful about our world today is that there's a lot more um, people standing up for self-love and um, and self-care mm. and you know talking about uh, this this topic which is just so great Um, but still like a thing that I hear a lot and especially from, I feel the people that need it the most is kind of like this concept of, um, either not having the time or not knowing like, um, when's appropriate to, to, um, take time out for yourself or, you know, kind of this, this mentality of, ah, like I'll do it later or whatever, like, Mm. um, yeah. And it's like where, when you think about like boundaries around self-love, what, mm-hmm. like, what do you have to share around that? Like, what are the boundaries between, um, yeah, when you need to persevere, when you're pushing yourself too far, when you should be putting your life on hold to, you know, to really tap into self-care yep. a little bit more? Like, let's talk about that. Um, so I have this thing that Obviously, I didn't make up, but I like to use it. It's mm-hmm. called check yourself before you wreck yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that nowadays it's so easy to be 
um, caught up in all of the things that you need to do need to do. And we're sort of in this era of more, I need to do more. I need to give more. I need to achieve more. I need all of this stuff. And that's awesome that we are so driven being driven and passionate is great. But there is also this point where you are probably, you'll know it deep down that you're pushing yourself further than you, you should. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually when you get to the point, uh, your body is so tired and you're starting to feel lethargic, but mm-hmm. you're stubbornly pushing on through because you just want to get this thing done or you've done the thing you were going to do, but you just want to get a little bit more done. I think it's when you get to the point and if you are honest with yourself, and that's a big thing is sort of just stopping for a moment and being honest and saying, have I actually set aside any time for me in the, in the last week? Have I, Mm -hmm. I don't, if I can't remember that I have, then I need to. Mm -hmm. And if, if there's a resistance there about, Oh, well, I don't have the time. Oh, I'm not that important. That's wrong. And it's a, a mindset that, may need to change if if you can't spend it doesn't even have to be that long you know five minutes to half an hour on yourself it could just be going out with some music that you like in nature for a walk it it could be letting yourself have a shower for a little bit longer or a bath whichever you prefer or going for a swim just being around water and letting you know your brain just calm down and don't think about all of the things that are worrying you about work or just take that table it for now and just think about yourself, explore the way you're feeling in your body. I think, um, so for me, when, when you're feeling those, when your body's telling you those things, which again, when you're honest with yourself, you'll know, you'll know that it's going, no, I can't. I'm so tired. I just need some time. And when you're stubbornly refusing to acknowledge it, that's when you need to start catching yourself and going, oh, maybe I do need to set aside a little bit of time. And on the reverse, I think sometimes we can also use, oh, I don't, I don't have enough uh, time as a way to be a little bit lazy, I think. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you've got a couple of days off, it's great to be able to spend some of that time doing so uh, practicing self-love and being um, being aware of how you're feeling. But if you also know that you need to do X, Y, and Z, whether it be like house cleaning or you've got to go do this thing, I don't know what it is, but you've got to go do it. Mm-hmm. Um, that if you're putting that off and you're using self-love as an excuse, um, then that's also something that you've got to be quite like sort of aware of, which is a really hard line to define. And I think that everybody is different, but at the core, I think it begins with just being really honest with yourself. You know that you're either pushing yourself too hard or you know that you're not persevering enough personally. You've just got to sort of Mm -hmm. stop, think about it, listen to your gut and go, actually, no, I can give more and I will, I'll do some more. And that'll be great for me. Or no, I've given too much and I need to just rein it in a bit and give mm-hmm. me some me time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can so relate with all of that that you just shared because it is it is a battle of, um, you know, really figuring out where that boundary and where that line is. Mm. Uh, and one other thing as well, like I would love for you uh, 
to talk about maybe some like, I mean, you gave a couple of tips as well, but like really what does self-care or self-love really look like? And then another important one, uh, and I'm speaking because of experience here, how do you know like, or how can you create awareness around when you're actually doing something that's self-care versus numbing yourself? So what I mean by that is like, I am, and I think maybe even you may have answered the question already with what you've just talked about with, um, you know, just like that awareness around whether you're like being an avoidance or whether you're actually needing to take care of yourself. But Mm -hmm. I had this, like, um, like some of you know, who follow me that, uh, in 2017, I didn't watch any TV shows for the whole year. Like I still watch movies, but not TV shows because, um, the year before that, I noticed that I was watching a lot, a lot of TV shows and it would be like, I, like one, I have a really addictive personality. So I have to be like really mindful of what I, when I get obsessed with stuff, because I go like all in when I get obsessed about things. And, um, so with a TV show, it's like, you can't just watch one episode, you know, and the next thing it's 3am and you're tired the next day. And then, you know, cause mm-hmm. you're so tired when you wake up, you go, I'll just watch one more episode before I do some work and like, blah, blah, blah. So it was just like getting out of control. Whereas with a movie, it's just like over when it's over. And so yeah. when I was like reflecting back on that year and when I made the decision that I didn't want to watch any TV shows for 2018, I thought, um, I don't know what years I said, but it was 2018 that I didn't watch TV. Um, I, I was looking back and I was thinking like quite a lot of times I would tell myself that it was for self care or that I was just like having some relaxed time or I was just watching something to unwind or, you know, like I would tell myself all of these things. But when I look back, I was actually um, almost like numbing myself to the point where I wasn't wanting to deal with like areas where I felt overwhelmed or I didn't know what to do or I felt like, you know, like where I really could have maybe spent some time journaling or really getting to know mm-hmm. myself and not saying you can't use um, watching TV or whatever as self-care. You can, but if it's um, also, I guess, in the state of avoidance, it's probably not yeah. the best. Like, I don't, have you had experience with that or, or have you got anything to say about that? I agree with, completely with what you've said. I've, I find that uh, for me, sort of the same thing applies. Mm-hmm. I like if I have a day and I know within my day that I want to do X amount of hours with work um, and with my business and mm-hmm. all, I, need, I know that I need to do that. Uh, but I also know that I want to spend a little bit of time for myself and then maybe there's some chores that I need to do as well that I will do. Um, I can't, for me, I can't use, no, 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 can't's the wrong word. I don't let myself use TV or the internet, like social media or Mm -hmm. anything like that. I try not to let, to use that as a me time thing Mm -hmm. because of what you've just said, because it's so easy to, um, it is, it it numbs you. And when you Mm -hmm. you finish, even if it's a, a movie or an episode, I find that it just activates the lazy switch a little bit Mm -hmm. and, when I was feeling super rearing to go and super, yes, I'm going to do this, but oh, I just want to, you know, I just want to do a little bit for me. I'll watch something. And at the end of it, I always find myself feeling a bit like, oh, nah, I don't need to do anything. I could just mm-hmm. do this all day. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, it's sort of, you've got to be honest with yourself and you've got to be aware of what your, not triggers are, but what you, what you do that, when you finish, you feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I think that once you start realizing what feels good for your soul, you'll know the feelings. Like for me, uh, now I do just a small meditation before I start any work. And Mm -hmm. that for me is my small amount of self-love, like literally three or five minutes, nothing that's going to be taking a huge chunk out of my day. And in doing that, I just center myself and it feels Mm -hmm. As soon as I've finished, I feel aligned and I love that feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that if instead I watched a three-minute YouTube clip, I wouldn't come out of it feeling good. I wouldn't yeah. feel like I'm ready to attack whatever comes to me. So I think it is a little bit up to up to you to, to call yourself out on. Yeah. And potentially if you've got somebody who's close who sees it it may be up and you don't see it it may be up to them to say hey Mm -hmm. I think maybe that's not a great way to practice some self-love it's I'm not saying that you can't because everybody's different and there may be some Mm -hmm. people who get genuine they do sit down in front of the telly and for an hour it just takes their mind away from whatever they need and then at the end of it, they're good. And that's yeah, cool and, if you can and there's, do that. There's yeah. also an entertainment in it as well. Like you can really laugh really hard or whatever, yeah. you know. And so there is, and I, now that I've like created awareness around this and I have this more self-control around it. And I mean, I'm not saying mm. you need to go off TV for a year in order to achieve that. Like I know we do the same thing, but for, for us, like we kind of had more boundaries around that as well. Because we'd only really watch movies in the evening once we'd finished our day rather than like in the mornings mm. or during the day or whatever. But um, yeah, I'm not saying you have to do that, but once I created that awareness, like now I feel like it really is just genuinely entertainment as part of everything else that I'm doing. But yeah, it's like even what I would notice myself doing same with social media, like you said, is, um, I'd be like, I'm going to take a bath to like relax, but then I'd be on my phone scrolling through Instagram, mm. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and, and again, like, sure, you can add scrolling through social media to your you time. But what if you just spent like the first five, 10 minutes, just like meditating or feeling the water on your skin or, Mm. you know, saying things you love about yourself. Like, um, you're going to definitely like build such a deeper relationship with yourself and then overall notice so much more clarity in your life and in your day. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think this brings me onto like another question. Like, what do you think are some of the main benefits of, um, being more uh, committed to self-love and self-care? Like, how has it impacted you in your life? It's, it's really hard to describe that. It's a great question. I think it's made me, it's elevated me from a place of just like, meh, you know, just toddling along on my day, not Mm -hmm. loving anything that I do, but you know, life's good. It's not great, but it's, it could be worse. Mm -hmm. I was in that space. And now that I practice self-love, and now that I'm aware of the things that make me feel uh, good, like meditation or for me, nature is a huge thing or grounding myself. Um, now that I'm aware of that, once I do it, I just feel the only thing I can really voice it as is more aligned. I feel more me and clear. Like the clarity is amazing. The, yeah. you know, just the fact that, it, it boggles my mind now to think that three minutes of sitting down and breathing and exploring your mind can set me up for my day so much better 
than I could ever have been prepared for in, in the past. Um, and knowing that mm-hmm. I've got my own back, which sounds a little bit silly, but just the knowledge that I love me and that whatever happens in life, I've still got my back. And mm-hmm. that's the greatest, that's the greatest gift we can give ourselves yeah. is our own love. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think for me, it just, I've become a lot happier and a lot more at peace with myself. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I think like, like you said, like feeling that way about yourself is such a powerful foundation to build um, life mm. from, you know, because like if you're in a relationship, for example, and you are, you feel that way about yourself, it brings so much more power and strength and love into the relationship. And Definitely. if you're wanting to start a business, then it's like, it also, ha- you have so much more self-assurance. It's like, no matter what happens, you'll be okay. And, mm-hmm. um, so it's like, there's almost more support in your, in, from yourself for the journey that you're on and you can love yourself through the mistakes you make and the a- appearing failures and, um, love yourself when other people don't see your magic and it's going to give you that strength to keep going. Right. Mm-hmm. Until, until you get to the point where you can see how all of things, those things actually played a magical role in you getting to your dream life. Um, exactly. And if you're at a job, it's like you can feel so much more, um, you know, like your right to stand up for what you want to, you know, what you believe is fair in your workplace or um, asking for projects to help you grow more in your job. Like it doesn't even really matter what area of your life you're looking into, but it's really going to, it's like this foundation, like you are your everything, right? Like without you, there's Mm -hmm. nothing. (laughs) So it's like, it makes so much sense to nurture that foundation and to really build a strong relationship with it because at the end of the day, it really does set the tone for everything else in our life. Definitely. Mm. Damn, I love it. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) (laughs) So on that, um, is there any, like we've talked about so many great things uh, with self-love during this, but is there anything else that you really feel compelled to share or any other like little stories you want to go into or anything else you feel that the listeners might really benefit from talking about or listening to? Um, the one thing that I have found really, really useful for me is um, obviously in, our, in most people's day-to-day lives, we go on social media quite a bit, um, whether it be Instagram or Facebook or maybe Twitter. I'm more talking about sort of Instagram and a little bit of Facebook, but we just switching to sort of how you feel about yourself and how you view yourself. We see a lot of, um, depending on who you follow, you see a lot of uh, a stereotype or a generalization of what the human race should look like um whether it be through advertising or through uh a lot of things on our news feed that are people who are gorgeous and rightly so they're fantastic and good on them for like pursuing their dreams but you know it could be a model like models are beautiful but they've also been hired because they're a specific body size shape um, potentially skin color as well. And so a tip that I'd just love to put out there for if you're kind of struggling with the way you feel about yourself is to open up 
the the people that you look at. So if mm-hmm. on Instagram, for example, if you're scrolling through and you're following people like the Kardashians and I don't know, all these people who are gorgeous and who post photos of themselves being gorgeous, I'd really implore you to try and find some other people to add to your newsfeed. Um, there's a multitude of body positive women who I love to follow, who just add a little bit more variety to my newsfeed. And then because our brains are so great at comparing uh, ourselves to images that we see, if you're seeing more of a variation of human shape and sizes, you're not going to feel as compelled to judge yourself because of uh, what you're seeing. So if, if you're feeling that you, you for some reason you just don't feel like you're good enough um you are you're so good enough but also think about where you're looking for the validation and if you are looking at instagram and all you're seeing is skinny people or people who are really really fit or people who are all white like i don't know what exactly it could be but it'll be something um just spice it up a little bit have a look um some people that I would really recommend is a woman called Megan whose handle is body posy panda. Um, or I was looking there's a woman who I follow called Christiana and she is a model, but she's a plus and I put plus size in quotation marks, a plus size model um, who is all about body positively, body positivity and showing all different shapes and sizes of people. So for me, just a wee tip would be that if you are struggling with, how you look, maybe you don't even realize that part of the problem, I hate problem as a word, but sort of, I can't think of a different way to say it. Part of, or part of your solution could be that you can open yourself up to different people from different countries who all look Uh different. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And the, the beautiful thing is as well is that you are just so awesome like you uniquely you and as you love yourself Mm. more and you choose to nurture yourself in specific ways like the most you you is gonna emerge from that regardless of what that looks like on the outside like I remember Mm. that I used to be so hung up about little things about my body like for example like I don't even think I don't even see them like this now but I used to have a real big thing about my ears being super sticky outy and um I was so self-conscious of it and it's because when I was like eight years old I went to a school and the kids called me Dumbo like Dumbo the elephant oh that's so sad I know and I was like so hung up about it for so long and I always like try to wear my hair in specific ways to hide my ears and like all that kind of stuff and nowadays I just don't really care anymore but it's so funny how I was like so hung up on that for such a long time And Mm. that's the thing with social media is you can use it as like a reason to feel bad about yourself or you can use it as a reason to feel good about yourself too. Like not that you need a reason to, you can feel good about yourself regardless, but it's like really be mindful. Like the thing with social media is we choose who we follow and people like, you know, that I hear going like, Oh, everyone's so negative on Facebook or there's only, you know, there's only models on Instagram. I'm like, no, there's not. It's just that's who you're choosing to follow and look at. And it's like, if you scroll yes. through my, my Facebook newsfeed, all you see is like positivity and amazing people chasing their dreams and all these amazing things. Because 
if I see people who are complaining or negative or posting things that I'm not aligned with, I just unfollow them or unfriend them, like depending mm-hmm. on the scenario. And with Instagram, like you can choose to follow all of these people that help spread a message of like self-love and positivity and all of these things, or you can choose to make follow people that are possibly triggering you. And not that there's anything wrong with them, like they rightfully are the way they are, but if it's triggering you, then just choose different followers like or following. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Totally yeah. agree. Amazing. So if people are wanting to connect with you so that they can like get all of this like juiciness from you and this body positivity and self-love and just get a little bit more spice on what you do, where can they find you and connect with you? Probably the best way for people to find me would be on Insta after, mm-hmm. after all of that chat about Instagram. Um, <laughs> my handle is Tasha underscore Leo, but my last name is a little bit funny and it's spelled with a V on the end of it. So it's L E O V. Um, and otherwise I'm on Facebook as Tasha Leo. And I think my, um, if you also search Chronicles of a self-love activist, I pop up as well. Um, so at the moment they're my two major platforms. Yeah. Amazing. And then of course your podcast as well, which I mentioned at the start as well, like go check out our podcast Chronicles of a self-love activist. Um, I believe you're on all the channels, right? Yep. Yep. All the channels. So you can find her on any of them and, um, leave a review for, for me. If you haven't left a review for me, leave a review, go find, um, Tash, listen to her stuff, leave a review for her as well. It's always so appreciated. Like you guys have no idea what those couple of minutes, um, make a difference to us. <laughs> so nice. Thank you. And if you're listening as well and you're enjoying the episode, take a screenshot and upload it onto your story on Instagram or Facebook and make sure you tag us as well so we can see it and share it. And thank you for being here. Um, we'd love to continue the conversation with you as well. So whether you want to get in touch with either of us personally, please do so. Or also we can keep talking about it more on my Facebook group, Abundant Babes, A Home for a Visionary. We can chat about all things, business, love, uh, you know, uh, podcasts, whatever comes up in there as well. So thank you again so much for being here, Tasha. Thank you for having me. It's been a great chat. Yeah, it's been amazing. And thank you so much to the listeners. I love you and I will see you again next week. Bye. Bye.